0: Well, I couldn't be more excited to welcome Karen Posey to the SSI Executive Conversations podcast today. Um, I've been really excited about this. Karen's the founder and CEO of KP Strategies, which is a certified woman-owned company. Uh, They give CEOs the confidence that they need to make bold moves to their business to drive sustainable, predictable growth through strategic planning, yearly operational planning, and customer experience. Karen has extensive experience being a high-performance leader with a successful track record in running organizations. She created four organizations from scratch, created an executive sponsor program, consulting practice, researched executive sponsor programs, authored a white paper about it, and then became a recognized expert in that area. Uh, From her early days in sales and sales leadership to her experience in general management, management consulting, marketing, strategy, and consumer experience to CEO of a MedTech startup. Amazing. She has the robust knowledge, skills, attributes, and experience to guide CEOs in their path. So, Karen, welcome. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you today.
1: Thanks. Great to be here. Thank you so much.
0: Awesome. Well, let's just dive right in. I think there's so much value, not only at the executive leadership, but those that are trying to attain to that level in their career growth and really understand what's important for organizations to be successful. What would you say, let's start out, what are the three things that CEOs miss when they're trying to grow? And I'm gonna use your terminology, SPG, sustainable predictable growth.
1: Yeah, uh, three things. They definitely miss an actionable (laughs) strategic plan, right? Step one, uh, they miss the customer insight and they measure the wrong things. So let, let's take the first, you know, an actionable plan. You know, uh, there's a the phrase that's used a lot in strategic planning called a spot, a strategic plan that sits on the shelf. There's a lot of organizations that do that. They're looking for the check mark, right? right. Uh, or there's organizations every, every year. It never fails. I get two to three calls a year where CEO will call me and say, hey, I'd love for you to do our strategic plan. Great. Let's talk about it. What do you, you know, what do you, what do you have today? And dig into it bottom line is the CEO wants me for a two day leadership session and he really is looking for a facilitator. (laughs) And so I, I just back away from those because it's just one, I don't want to put my name next to it. And they're just, they're missing. They're just missing what they could be doing. And and I'll tell you why. Um, the second piece, it feeds right into customer insight, right? Right. When you don't have customer insight, that's why 50% of the CEOs don't, they don't even, they're not even happy with their strategy, not to mention over 65% um, are, are really unsure of what what bold moves to make in the business and, and how to pursue those growth avenues. And it's because they don't have that customer insight. And when I say customer, oh, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, I mean, there's just so many things that you have already said They're they're impactful. But first of all, anything that you're just checking off a box You've got to question the value that it actually brings. And I, you know, I even think about mission, the why, anybody's why, your mission statement, your vision statement, employee value proposition, it it can't be lip service. And so anything that you're just checking off a box, design history file, quality management system, um, and leadership is critical. So Um, talk about a little bit more on, because I think what you're just saying, I think about, you know, voice of the customer, voice of the employee, voice of the stakeholder. And you just made the comment about they, they aren't focused on what their customer insights are.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. There are voice of the customer and those, those programs are important. Um, but a lot of times those come from calls from the call center and don't get me wrong. Those are great calls. Um, now, you know, there's other, other surveys that organizations will do that, We'll reach various levels in the organization, and that's good. Um, I'm talking about, you know, Prado um, principle: your biggest customers at a decision maker level, your key stakeholders, and your your key partners, right? And then also competitive intelligence information. Right. That is what that insight really gives you what are the strengths and weaknesses of the organization? What are the opportunities and threats, right? Both internal and external so that you can really use that to put together the SWOT in conjunction with what the internal team thinks. But it's, it's really a combination of both of those.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that in terms of, uh, you know, cutting through, Bernie Haffey talks about that your number one advocate of whether of sort of your performance is whether or not your internal employees would recommend you for somebody right. has to come work there, or even for another customer. That's a, an important internal checkpoint. But then, secondly, would your customers recommend you to right. other customers? And if if they wouldn't, then you've got you've got challenges, obviously, from both of those angles. So I think that that's so important, and we see that regularly from a talent management standpoint because. We're seeing what's going on in the marketplace. We're talking to all these different people in critical positions. And sometimes companies kind of miss the forest for the trees a little bit.
1: They do. They do. And then the third piece, as I mentioned, is, you know, organizations that are measuring the wrong things. So, you know, what measure, what gets measured gets managed, right? Right. And so the thing I typically see is that organizations are measuring too many things, right? And they're not really focused on the, the key things that are going to move the needle tied to the strategic plan and, and yearly operational plan. And then the other thing is I see that they measure too many what I call lagging indicators, okay. not leading indicators. So lagging indicators that take sometimes months to get information back and to see where you are. And especially when you're trying to drive new initiatives, what are those leading indicators that can tell you week in, week out if you're doing the right things?
0: And if you're if you're looking at lagging edi- indicators versus leading, then you have no choice but to be reactive
1: versus right. proactive. So, you're always looking through the rearview mirror. That's right.
0: Right. I, I immediately think so. Our, our good friend, you know, Mark uh, Sellers. You know, yeah. from funnel funnel management principle. How many companies basically set their funnel process up for which their executives need that information to make decisions strategically where the company's going where they're going to invest and too often that's set up on their internal sales force or inside sales those practices and things that they're doing in activities versus their customers buying decision right. process right um, that, that's just so insightful so you have a phrase that i i really like called the silent killer
1: for yeah. spg
0: so you know tell us what that means
1: you know the silent killer for spg is organizational misalignment right um, find me an organization that doesn't in some way shape or form be a little dysfunctional right <laughs> i right. mean
0: we're all i mean every organization has a little dysfunction absolutely i mean none of us individually are perfect and there's no there can't be i hope there's no organization we certainly aren't that are, that's right. perfect
1: right yeah, and it's it's interesting, you know. Um, Seventy, there's a stat out there. Seventy-two percent of uh, executives and middle managers that are responsible for executing the strategy can't even list what their top strategic priorities are, right? That's so amazing. You, you look at that, and then you look at you know seventy-eight percent of those employees feel like their leaders don't even have a clear direction for the the organization, and right. And then wow. what what just exacerbates the opportunity is when you look at alignment overall, 68% of organizations with low alignment, which is strategy, culture, talent, right. Right. Have very poor employee engagement to the point you brought up earlier. I mean, it is all about your customers and your employees. So if if you've got low employee engagement and you know, you, you, you're, you're totally misaligned. How are you going to accomplish anything?
0: You know, Oh, my gosh. It's so smart. I was so excited to talk. I'm so excited to talk to you about this today. But um, in my presentation last week at LSI on talent management strategies, and I think you and I talked about this earlier, but, you know, Mark Murphy, Leadership IQ, talks about this CEO at an off-site conference, 100 managers, and he offers $1,000 if one manager can say the mission statement, and nobody could. nobody could say the mission statement. And so, like, if, if, if you don't understand your mission statement, then right. it obviously isn't impactful because you don't right. know what it is, which comes back to your why. You don't really know why you're, why you're doing what you're doing. And so from a leadership standpoint, if you've got a team and they don't know really why they're, what what the strategy is or why, why they're doing the strategy, how would they actually know exactly what the strategy is and how do you want them to execute on it? It's just That's so right. important. How, and, right. and you talked about low employee engagement. Well, Yeah. How do any of us execute and how can you get excited about something that you don't clearly understand? Right. Ah. So
1: it's, yeah, it's it's hilarious because then that, you know, CEOs are like, well, I can't figure out what's going on and why why we're not executing, right? And then I'm like, well, you know, let's let's have you and the leadership team take an assessment. Let's kind of like level set and see where you
0: are. You, you, the thing that immediately comes to mind when you just said that is kind of, you know, the idea of the people in the ivory tower, you know, when I first got into corporate America, it's like, they don't really know what we're doing. And to the same standpoint, back to the customer piece. I mean, when I was in corporate America, I can remember multiple times, you know, leading sales teams and being at a conference and somebody from corporate or marketing gets up and talks about a new initiative or new collateral. And everybody's kind of looking around at each other and people are like, like, have they talked to any customers? Like did anybody (laughs) talk to the sales team? And it's just so disjointed sometimes from from my previous experience. So that really resonates when you say that.
1: Well, and actually, you know, one of the other things that I do is I also help organizations with, as you mentioned, uh, customer experience. And it is amazing. Um, Organizations all the time think they know who their customers are. I'll give you an example. There was a a large uh, company I was working with, very large. And I met with all the executives, gave them the assessment, met with all the executives. I said, so tell me, who do you think you're your customer is. And they described who their customer was. But what was interesting is when I work with the, their analytics team, that's not who their customer was at all.
0: That's amazing. The reason
1: they thought it was their customer is those were the only people calling the call center. You're so kidding. here, that was only 5% of their customer base and they were missing 95% of their customer base, which were in two other personas. And so it was, people so the
0: people in the, the, doing the analytics, they were only getting the information relevant to the call center. They weren't getting the integration of that in the analytics.
1: Right. And so when I started, I, I said, well, hey, can I work with your analytics team? And so I did. And I said, hey, can you, you know, I had them run some parameters. And when I showed the executives the data, they were blown away. They could not believe it. But I got to tell you, Darwin, that happens more than not in, in all various sizes of a lot of organizations. It's who they think the customer is. A lot of times it's just the people calling the call center. That's not really sometimes who their customer might be. So
0: I talk all the time about 2D, 3D, 4D. And you know, 2D to me is very transactional. Mm-hmm. 3D is more insightful. You understand um, what's important to people, what's going on in the marketplace and how those different points interact. And and 4D is kind of being able to project an influence in a sense. Mm-hmm. And so if, I, you know, setting up a quality management system in the right way is, is, I'm not saying it's easy, but if you don't have your system set up and you're not measuring outcomes, and you talked about earlier, half the time they're measuring the wrong outcomes. So you have to know what are your key indicators and what are the things that you want to measure, but then you have to measure those outcomes because if you don't measure the data and examine it, you can't ever use analytics to create true best practices.
1: That's right, well
0: said. So how do you achieve SPG?
1: You know, there's a couple of ways. First, as we talked about, it absolutely starts with an actionable three-year plan that is executable. You know, the reason I have a company and the reason we uh, stay pretty busy is that <laughs> uh, 92% of executives can't execute. They struggle with execution, right? Everybody has the best intentions. But right. when it comes right down to it, because of you know the things we talked about as far as the silent killer and the misalignment, it, this is hard stuff. This is really hard stuff. So executing on that plan is really hard. Second is the whole alignment and coherence. When I work with CEOs, they get so frustrated because they're always, as they should be, five steps ahead of the organization, right? They're like, but Karen, I've talked about this and talked about this and talked about it. I said, you got to talk about it and continue to talk about it because right. your leadership team. Um, and that's what I'll get into next is is absolutely the linchpin, right? You really have to look at that talent. And when I say talent, one of the other things I really um, coach the, the CEOs on is, are you a visionary or are you an integrator? Right, because they're very different and there's there's yeah. not a wrong answer, but you got to know who you are so that you can surround yourself with, with someone different because if you're a visionary yes you can see the big picture but you need people around you to execute if you're an integrator okay. you need people that can also show you the big picture and it, and it really takes a nice combination of of both not to mention having a strong leadership team because uh, you know they're Right. They're the linchpin for any change. And when you're doing strategic planning, and you're trying to drive sustainable, predictable growth, you're driving a lot of change. You're absolutely driving a lot of change.
0: So oh, there's so many there's so many smart things that you just said there. But um, even in terms of being able to make decisions before that, the first thing I, I thought about was, you know, have to repeating yourself like just the standpoint of. Evaluating others by their actions and ourselves by our intentions. Yes, and avoiding that pitfall. Right. That was the first thing that kind of came to mind when you were talking about that. And secondly, in in, again, again, on presenting on talent management strategies. And I think the Talent War is such a great book. It's such a great sounding board because everybody wants, you know, the best parking spot or you know, Mister or Mrs. America, for example. But (laughs) you're you're most likely not going. To, to get that. And in terms of, even if you do, it might not work out if they're not going to fit the culture, right? If right. they don't have the right attitude and leadership IQ talks about the, the five biggest reasons why hires fail and technical mm-hmm. aptitude was only 11%. The other, the other four were not being coachable, low emotional intelligence, right. low motivation, how incredible or poor. Right. They, they can't get along with other people. So understanding what your minimal technical aptitude and specificity of experience first, and then after you hit that, being able to, de- from there, determine ability to fit the culture, attitude, and ability to grow, because hopefully the organization's going to grow, so they're going to have to be able to move into different positions, and so you talking about not being able to make decisions, I think half of that's because the talent evaluation process and then how they look at talent and how they evaluate it is oftentimes completely wrong.
1: I concur 100%. And you know, it's interesting, um, you know, companies have core values and they a lot of them have had them on the wall and whatnot for years, but they've lost sight, they've lost their way. They haven't looked at them in a long time and they don't use those to hire and they don't use those to drive performance. And I think that's a missed opportunity. Because honestly, you know, when I, in, I gave a, a three part series and I had quite a few CEOs ask questions around this and like, well, how do we really get the employees engaged, right? We don't want this to be a top down all the time. And I said, I am so grateful for your question because that is really key. Yeah. You know, form an, form an employee council, let them look at your values. Is it still true to form for your culture, right? Because there's not a CEO that I'm not working with today that is still struggling from culture issues from the whole pandemic, right? Right. And trying to figure out how to manage, you know, remotely and, you know, lead remotely. And just, you know, their HR departments are really struggling with the hybrid approach, but you know, you gotta get back to to those course. No, it's not, it's it's not, it's not. And then the final thing, when you're really trying to drive um, SPG is really having those key tools to ensure that you do execute and you know it's um i'm a big believer and, and it's been it's certainly said so this is not an original comment um
0: it's <laughs> that, okay uh, I, there's hardly anything <laughs> that I've done original. i just tried to steal things that i you know match my value prop and then that try to execute on them so i appreciate that comment
1: totally agree i would rather take a mediocre strategic plan and a great leadership team over a mediocre leadership team and a great strategic plan right
0: because you
1: can't get it done i I guess again i'm reinforcing that talent it's just so vital and you know i i really see the other thing i coach ceos on, on a lot is nobody likes to let someone go when they know they're the wrong fit. It's a hard thing to do. Right. But, you know, inaction causes a lot of other ripple effects in the organization. And, you know, you start, I watch CEOs give, um, you know, more and more to the vital few. And then you get burnout and they're looking around going, why am I working three times as hard as, you know, Sue or Joe over here, right? And so it's, it's, your team is everything. <laughs> <laughs> there's,
0: so, there's so much about that. I mean, I, I, think, I think we could have a podcast and just talk about leadership. Um, right. But there, there's so many different things that you just said that resonate. And, um, you know, John Maxwell, Law of the Lid. I think, you know, so many people, if you have people in, in leadership positions or manager, being a manager, a title doesn't make you a leader. But the, if, they, if they have lower emotional intelligence, they're they're not going to hire people with it's their the people they're gonna hire are gonna be lower right. in capacity than they have, which means that as your organization goes down, you know, that skill set and experience and ability starts to go down. And you know, it leaders, people that understand that you never wanna be the smartest person in the room, you want to surround yourself with people that help make you better. That is so important. And you, then you just mentioned that because of inaction, and I learned a long time ago, somebody told me, you know, if you do things the right way, people fire themselves. You don't fire people right. because That's right. If you, if, you, if you have an empowerment, a leader, you know, a, a ZAP empowerment, servant leadership environment, and you're helping people with what they need, then it's up to them to execute or not. As long as you're making expectations clear and providing the, the direction and the training, but then you, it, when, by not fixing that issue, you end up putting more on your other people. And I, I Karen, I learned that lesson at like a very early age because I, I would, I got into the hospital as, as a respiratory therapist and I always got the worst assignment. And there was one facility I, you know, you just walk because you'd have the burn unit was on one side of the hospital. One of the ICU units was on the other side. And then like psych and detention all went together. It was like considered the worst assignment. And because you, you walked all all night long. But if you didn't complain and you did the work, like you're gonna get it every time. Because the people that didn't want to do it would would complain or not do the work as well, and not respond as quickly. So it's so interesting because yeah, what are you gonna what do you think is gonna happen? Right. If you just keep putting more on those the, the Pareto principles just so I've just seen it, it's so true. It is. It is. So how do you how do you coach through that? And, and what's like, how do you line up the call to action? Oh, I've got so many different questions I could ask you all at once, but I know that that's, that's not very productive, but maybe what's the call to action and from your experience, how.